When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Let's get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. This is the best football show with your host, Brian Baldinger. Friday, November 10th. Week 10. Week 10 kicked off last night. You can find me at Baldy NFL on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all that stuff. All these breakdowns. Week 10 kicked off last night, Thursday night football at Soldier Field. At some point during the game, maybe the second quarter, I just tweeted out a simple question. Could somebody please tell me what this Carolina offense is? Because honestly, I don't know. I've been watching it all year. Obviously, they haven't had much success. We know some of the players. Obviously, Bryce Young, the number one pick in the draft. Uh, Adam Thielen's been in this league a long time, two-time pro bowler. We know who Miles Sanders is. We know we know a good chunk of the players. There's no reason for this offense to be this bad. None. So what is it? So, I mean, they were three for 15 on third downs last night. They couldn't sustain offense. And three of those misses on third down were third and ones. So you go, all right, where is it? What, what's the issue? So I went back and I watched it today. I mean, it was hard enough to watch it last night. I went back and watched it. And the quarterback doesn't look very confident. I don't think anybody could watch that game last night and say that's a confident player. But, you know, if you just compare to contrast last night, Tyson Bajan along with Bryce Young. Bryce Young seen standing next to Andy Dalton. Don't see a whole lot of coaches with them. Josh McCown, Frank Reich sitting down, going through the pictures. I mean, as soon as Tyson Bajan comes off the field, here's Justin Fields. Here's Luke Getzey. They're all sitting down and they're combing it. They're just looking for the good, the bad, what we could do better. Like, I just don't see the interaction with Bryce Young to kind of help prop up or build up his ego or his confidence. And it's missing and it's lacking and it shows because he's missing throws. But it's not just him. Some of the route combinations on third down didn't make any sense. Receivers, like, literally almost running into each other against the zone. There's, I mean, you you can't fit it in there. You're seeing Terrace Marshall drop a ball on third and five. They're at the 20-yard line. 
they need a touchdown to win the game. They're down 16 to 10. Bryce puts it in there, a little, like, little slant route or crossing route. He's got good coverage, but the ball's in his hands. You catch it. You're up to 15-yard line. It's first down in the fourth quarter, 16-10. You score a touchdown. Maybe that's enough to win the game. But, you, you know, these teams are going out there right now. They can't score a touchdown. That's what this whole league is about. It's about your quarterback helping you score touchdowns. What else do we chart? Touchdown passes, interceptions, red zone touchdown passes. We chart touchdowns. Teams that score a lot of touchdowns win games and they go to the playoffs. Pretty much. So it was disappointing. Now, you know, sometimes you lose another game and you're one and eight and everybody's just throwing dirt on you and they're kicking you in the grave and you stink, you stink. And you go back and you watch their defense. You know, Derek Brown played nearly every snap at defense tackle for the Carolina Panthers last night. He led both teams with nine solo tackles from the defensive tackle position. That's hard to do unless you're just dominant. And that's what Derek Brown was in the game. He was dominant. And then you go, Chicago probably could have scored a whole lot more points. They took deep shots to both DJ Moore and to, um, you know, uh, Darnell, and they couldn't get any of them to fall. And you go, well, there was Dante Jackson out there, the right corner for Carolina, played an awesome game. Probably should have had two interceptions to Tyson Bajan. Honestly, had his hands on two of them. Um, but he broke up a touchdown pass, kept him out of the end zone a couple of different times on deep shots. Um, you know, he he was outstanding. So, look, Chicago gets their third win. Tyson Bajan didn't turn the ball over. He wasn't great, but, you know, he completed a fourth and four. You know, for first down, I mean, he, you know, he did he did some nice things. Um, you know, he, he scrambled when he had to. He got the ball to his wide receivers fairly regularly. Darnell Mooney and uh, DJ, you know, both had decent games. Um, you know, no touchdown passes. But I thought, you know, for the fourth straight start, you know, he, he played well. And you can win games with them. And that's what they've done. They've won two games with Tyson Bajan. They beat the Raiders. Okay, with them, and they won last night against Carolina. You could say, okay, well, that's, you know, who, who, well, look, he gets the W next to his name. So, anyways, it's just hard with what's going on in Carolina. You just wonder what the owner is thinking, David Tepper. We know that, you know, his, he's, uh, he's a very interactive owner, and rightfully so. These owners all have a right to either, be laissez-faire and stay away or to get right on top of it. What's going on? Let's sit down. Let's iron this out. He's a businessman. It's affecting his business right now. All right. So uh, be interesting to see what's being said, you know, after that performance last night where everybody just wants to help Bryce Young. Like he looks, you know, he's too small to play. He's all, I'd like to see a better offense around him. Let's see better offensive personnel around him before I make any uh splash judgments about him, but he doesn't play big. Okay. And he looks tepid. He doesn't look confident. And that's what you have to address. Like, well, how do you get confident completions, you know, put him in a position where he complete a lot of passes and just get into a rhythm. You just don't see those type of, uh, that type of offense right now, but there is going to be some good offense being played in week 10. I guarantee you that. When San Francisco goes to Jacksonville, I think we're going to see two good offenses. First of all, Jacksonville's, I think they're ranked ninth or 10th right now in the NFL after this five-game win streak. 
And they've got – what I love about their offense, not only do I love Trevor Lawrence, and it's hard not to like him. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. But the offense makes sense. If you blitz them, if you, you know, if you do certain, you zone pressure them. Like they have answers. They know where to go with the ball. Um, Travis Etienne's a part, big part of the passing offense. But, you know, they have, if you want to play man coverage, like the ball's going to Evan Ingram. Like, that's what his specialty is. Like, he, you, you put a corner on him, he's going to beat him. You drop a safety down, he's going to beat him. If you bracket him, there's going to be someplace else to go with the ball. Evan Ingram, to me, is one of the big keys to this whole offense. And credit Jacksonville was seeing his value when he didn't play anything like this for his first, whatever, four years in New York. They never figured it out, but Jacksonville has. And they'll get everybody back. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, the slot receiver. Um, you know, you you look at Calvin Ridley. Like, it's a good offense. It's a really good offense. And so, what does San Francisco do? Well, they're going to get Debo Samuel back. And they're going to get Trent Williams back. And you can say, well, okay, it, it's an offense lineman, and it's maybe their third receiver. Well, the way that the San Francisco spaces the field, Debo is a big part of it. And not only that, I believe it's Debo primarily that gives this whole offense toughness about it. I mean, they look so good sometimes, almost like it's uh, not it's not finesse. Nobody would ever call San Francisco finesse, but they do a lot of finesse type things with their movements and play action to get these fairly easy throws for the quarterbacks. Somebody's got to thump. Somebody's got to like pound you. Somebody's got to like make you you know, feel their punch, and that's Debo. He gets the ball over the middle like he's running through tackles. Um, he gets the ball out of the backfield, and he's running a toss sweep like he's running through tackles. Like I just think that guy gives that offense and that team such a lift by the way that he plays. And then if you just watch Trent Williams in the trenches, gosh, he, he just moves the line of scrimmage. He just moves it. He's just a unique player. And in pass protection, Brock Purdy – He's got his blind side protected. He's just rare. Like he, he'll see Josh Allen a bunch who's got nine sacks and he's played well this year. Uh, Josh is straight out of, you know, <clears throat> he's a Jersey kid, you know, him a long time, but he's, he's having his best season by far. But I, I believe that Trent Williams can eliminate him just by himself. He doesn't need help, doesn't need chips, doesn't need to slide. Like he could take care of it. So I think San Francisco is going to get back. They know they have to – Block Foyer Aluakwan, who has led this league in tackles over the last two seasons. And if you don't block him, he's just going to make the tackle. He's just that smart and that fast. So that's that game is going to be fun. I don't know what the over and under is, but I take the over. I mean, I think there's going to be points scored. Um, San Francisco's defense, I think, will get a lift with Chase Young. He's not he, – he's not – Chase is not an elite player. He's an, He has elite talent. Hasn't figured out yet how – really to use it. A lot of injuries, a lot of time away from the field. 
But I, I think he's better than Cleveland Farrell, who's been starting opposite Nick Bosa. I think you're going to see a better defensive front. And I think Chase Young, I don't, I'm not uh, plugged into San Francisco. I'm not calling John Lynch and saying there's Chase starting this week. I'm not doing that. But my, my gut tells me that Chase is going to start. And Nick will be on one side and Chase is on the other side. They both play both sides. They're, you know, they both know how to flip depending on formations and matchups and things like that. So we'll see that. But it's time for this 49ers defensive front to get busy and get after Trevor Lawrence. If they don't, Trevor Lawrence has a, he has the ability to carve you up the way, uh, the way Kirk Cousins carved them up and the way Joe Burrow carved up the 49ers defense. If their defensive front four doesn't rattle the quarterback and affect the quarterback, there's holes in the zones because they're a zone team where you can get the ball and rhythm and timing. And that's what these last two uh, teams, Minnesota and Cincinnati, did to them. And then finally, the last game I want to talk about is the game I'm, I'm heading to Baltimore tomorrow. I can't wait to get to Baltimore to see him the second week in a row. And it just – I came away from Baltimore last weekend after that blowout win against Seattle. Going the, There's two things that I thought – like because you're always looking to get better and you're always looking to correct yourself and improve. So the, the two things I came away with uh, about Baltimore, because they can easily be slotted as the best team in football right now, the way they're playing. But I see two areas where they can improve. One, um, there's been too many fumbles. Lamar has fumbled the ball ten times. A lot of them are just – quarterback, running back exchanges, and they've lost six. It's too many fumbles to lose in the first nine games. That's one thing. And then the second is they have got to start hitting some of these deep shots. They don't always take deep shots in some games. Some games are just fine with just hitting the uh, the short routes, the perimeter game, the quick game, and their intermediate routes. But I believe if they want to contend for Super Bowl, that they've got to get better at the deep ball. And it's just hard to practice, you know, the deep ball. It's it's hard to get guys to go full speed and to cover them like it's game day. It's just, you know, hamstrings, you know, they they don't want to go full speed, you know, in, in November. They want to go full speed on game day after they're stretched and loose and all that kind of stuff. So it's just hard to get the timing down. And I'm making, not making excuses, but Baltimore's got to get better at that. And then for Cleveland, you know, they're such a press man team defensively. And so I want to see him, you know, press Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman. That would be good matchups to see who wins those. And then, you know, obviously there's Miles Garrett. How do you handle Miles? Uh, Ronnie Stanley has seen him for a long time since he's been in the league. They've had a lot of matchups. But he'll go to the other side and he'll see Morgan Moses. But it's, it's far more, I think, you know, Okoronkwo's made a difference. Zadarius Smith makes a difference. Jordan Elliott makes a difference. Dalvin Tomlinson, Dalvin Tomlinson up front. Like, they're a good front. They can pressure the quarterback with man covers behind it. They they kind of force the quarterback to kind of speed their, their rhythm up. The big question in this game, honestly, is Deshaun Watson. Just what is Deshaun Watson? He doesn't look – he still doesn't look totally healthy, although he threw a, just a, a dart of a throw down the field to Amari Cooper, which was a good throw. He really stepped into it, 40 yards in the air, on a rope. It looked like Deshaun Watson. But when I see him sometimes rolling to his left and throwing across his body, I've seen him play better. I've seen him throw the ball better in his, you know, early on in his career. So I want to see, is Deshaun getting healthier? Is he getting every rep in practice? We'll talk to some of the coaches before the game. You know, is 
have they seen him improve? Because when we saw him against Indianapolis and they got pulled in the first quarter after his head bounced off the carpet, um, he did not look healthy. He looked a little better last week, made some throws, but not enough. I think this, you know, and so, look, they've lost both tackles. You know, it looks like – it looks to me like Dewan Jones is going to go from right tackle where he's been outstanding, and he's going to left tackle. I've never seen him play left tackle. I don't know if he can or can't play. But with Jedrick Wills going down last week, it looks like Dewan's going to left tackle. Hudson goes in at right tackle. I, that's what it kind of looks like to me. It could change. We, we, we might see it, it a little bit different. But if that happens against this Baltimore front with Van Noy, Matabike, Clowney, if that happens and these tack, tackles are under siege, Deshaun's got the movement to, to elude pressure. But sometimes if he's going to his left, I just want to see him throw it. So that's, I think, all Cleveland Brown fans want to say, is Deshaun back? Is he Deshaun Watson? Is this what we paid for? Heading into week 10 already. And last night's Thursday night game, which was, I don't know, Jets and Chargers were a little tough on Monday night. That was real tough last night. But fortunately, we've got great games coming up on the next couple of Thursdays in a row, including Thanksgiving in Baltimore and Cincinnati next Thursday and a slate of games this week that promises to be a lot of fun. This is the best football show, and I'm Brian Baldwin.